I am unashamed. What about you? So we want to welcome uh, a very special guest to Unashamed Nation, uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, who, and Senator Cruz, you've actually, the room we're uh, recording in is right on the edge of our hunting property. You've been here because you actually came on a duck hunt with us uh, back in 16 when we did. Uh, yeah. da- Dad and I uh, endorsed you for president. Uh, in I the wanted Earth. Ted Cruz to be <laughs> The president of the United States. You did, you did, yeah. and uh, and and so it was great to have you. It's great to have you back. Well, it it was awesome fun going on that duck hunt. Is one of the most fun things I've ever seen. And and I tell you, your dad. I still tell people is the best shot with a shotgun I've ever seen. No, that's the truth, <laughs> Phil. You, you you would take down birds at a distance. I wouldn't even pick up my gun. There were barely specks <laughs> on the horizon. <laughs> And, and it was strong. It was a sight to behold. He's Cruz, been, let's face it, you've been in Washington too long, son. You need to get out in the great outdoors more. So basically, look, who hung, they tell me, I've never been there, who hung the, the murals of Moses receiving the Ten Commandments? They told me it's on the doors of the Supreme Court, and it's hanging above their head. Who put that there? So, so you're, you're right. Actually, the image of the Ten Commandments appears 43 times in the courtroom of the Supreme Court. Wow. It's, it's carved twice. I wonder twice. why. Well, that's exactly right. It's carved <laughs> twice on the doorway. So when you're walking out of the court, it appears twice carved into the wooden doorways. It is 40 times on the brass gates along the side. And then up above the justice's left shoulder, there, there is a frieze that's carved into the wall. When they build the, built the Supreme Court, they put it there. And it's a frieze of, of great lawgivers. And one of them is he's holding the Ten Commandments. He's looking down on them. The text is, is legible in Hebrew. And yet, when we went to the Supreme Court defending the Ten Commandments monument in Texas that's on the state capitol grounds, the vote was 5-4. Four. four justices were ready to say, tear it down. You can't even acknowledge the Ten Commandments. Wow. That's, well, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Is, is it crazy? <laughs> the Christian religion, its general principles, must ever be regarded among us as the foundation of civil society. Daniel Webster, U.S. Senator, like yourself, Secretary of State, Defender of the Constitution. So how do these people target an individual who would sit on the Supreme Court because of her faith? I'm not, are we that far gone? Yeah, look, the radical left, they they, they hate people of faith. uh, and, And there's been an assault. Um, as you guys know, I have a new book coming out this week called yep. One Vote Away, How a Single Supreme Court Seat Can Change History. And, and each chapter talks about a different constitutional liberty. Uh, there's one chapter on religious liberty, and it, it actually talks about the Ten Commandments case we just talked about. Uh, there's a chapter on free speech, a chapter on the Second Amendment, a chapter on U.S. sovereignty. And what it does is it tells the inside war stories of of what went on. I litigated many of the landmark cases on our our fundamental rights, and it tells what's going on with the justices, what's happening, how we got so extreme. And it really started 
in the 1960s where left-wing activists started going to the court and using it as a tool to attack religious liberty and to try to erase any mention of God from the public square. And, and it's the same thing we're seeing in, in the hostility and the attacks at, directed at Judge Barrett uh, because she's a practicing Catholic. And, and for a lot of Democrats, their view is if, if you are a believer, you, you, you are not suitable to be a judge or in public office. Yeah. Well, and, I, I, had, I had a question, but which, what I find is impressive that you wrote this book in three days and released it a week later. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you must be smart. But my, By the way, it's the, it's the t- most timely book release I've ever heard of. I mean, you talk about you were ahead of the, yeah. the, ahead of the curve on this one. That was said, uh, I congratulations. Wrote, I wrote that last night. We'll release it in a week. It'll be great. You'll love it. <laughs> Well, the question that's why he was one of the in the list of the next Supreme Court judges. That's why he was on the list. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. So my question was, though, I mean, you know, I know you're a very intelligent man, but from my from what I've read, because I know that they're going to attack her during this process. Yeah. But I thought that it was against the Constitution to test someone's religious beliefs during the process. No, Jace, I got an answer for you, son. You need to brush up on the Constitution. No (laughs) religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. Now, that seems pretty clear to me, uh, Cruz. It is and it should be. You're absolutely right. The Constitution explicitly prohibits a religious test. And we saw when Judge Barrett was nominated to the Court of Appeals, we saw Democrats. uh, Dick Durbin, the senator from Illinois, asked if she was an Orthodox Catholic. I'm not. I'm not sure what that uh, adjective (laughs) Orthodox is supposed to be. Feinstein is saying, you know, dogma is coming out of you. Dogma. That's what she referred to the scriptures as and the Constitution, really. Uh, it's, it's they look down, their view, you, you, you can be, you can have a religion if you don't really, if it doesn't mean much to you, if it's just kind of like a social club, it's okay. But if you actually believe the stuff, that, that from their view is disqualifying. And, and unfortunately, they look down on, on a whole lot of America uh, a, 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 as a bunch of just, just, ignorant rubes yeah. and, and, and that condescension you, you can see in, in almost every word they say. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, so I've had the uh, pleasure of uh, hearing your dad um, speak and I, I thought about it. Your dad, Senator Cruz is a lot like my dad. Uh, the dogma speaks loudly in both of them. And I think that's a good thing, yep. you know, clear lines of truth. And so, you know, the, that's the kind of person, I mean, we, we've been talking about it. If someone is persecuted because of their faith, that's the kind of person I want on the Supreme Court. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the sort of person that understands how important these decisions are, you know, that they're making, which I think is, is amazing. Well, and you, and you and I are blessed to have strong fathers who are not shy, will tell us what they think, whether we like it or not, they're going to tell us what they think. <laughs> That's right. And, and, and it's to, to, to have a father who is, 
who is bold, who loves God, who speaks the truth. I mean, it's an inspiration for a son. My dad is my hero. And, and it's one of the, the fun chances I got a few years back was, was introducing Phil and my dad because yep. they're, both, uh, they're, they're both extraordinary men. I was doing an event the other night. Person came up and said, I want to thank you so much for the podcast. I was like, awesome. You know, we're sharing Jesus. And she said, well, yeah, yeah, but you introduced me to Black Rifle Coffee. I just wanted to thank you for that. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's good coffee. I don't know if it's as good as <laughs> Jesus, though. But hey, they liked it. It's good. But you guys, because y'all, you guys, uh, I always mention, I mentioned this last time. Yeah, y'all are very particular about your coffee. You think? I mean, that's been a, that's been a, in fact, the first mm -hmm. in the woods with Phil episode we did was, I think you drinking, uh, a, making a, how to make a cup of coffee. So you've been doing this, you've been at this a long time. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company, one of, one of our sponsors. Um, you guys got to check them out. Uh, get the freshest coffee in America, and you don't even have to leave your couch. Um, so go to blackriflecoffee.com slash fill and use our promo code fill, and you get 20% off your first purchase. Uh, that's 20% off your purchase uh, at blackriflecoffee.com slash fill. Use the promo code fill. But tell us, uh, Senator Cruz, to our audience. So, uh, your your dad was an immigrant, right from from Cuba. Did he come? When when did he come? Yeah. Kind of tell a little bit about how, how that happened and why sure. that has led to you know you guys doing what you do. Yeah. So my dad was was born in Cuba. Uh, he grew up there, and as a kid, he began fighting in the Cuban Revolution. Uh, he actually fought alongside Fidel Castro. Wow. Uh, and, and he didn't know Castro was a communist. He right. just knew Batista was the dictator and, and Batista was corrupt and right. he was cruel. And, and my dad, he was 14, 15 years old, started fighting the revolution. And when he was 17, Batista's police caught him and they threw him in prison and they tortured him. They, 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 they broke his nose. They shattered his teeth. Mm. Uh, they beat him badly in prison. And, and he fled Cuba in 1957 and, and came to Texas. Actually, uh, he might well, he applied to three U.S. universities, University of Miami, LSU, and University of Texas. And, and UT let him in. That's how I become I'm, I'm a Texan because that's <laughs> you could have You could have been a Cajun if, if, if LSU had taken him. Yeah. Well, and actually, my parents met in New Orleans, and my mom went to high school in Baton Rouge. So I, oh, we've wow. got deep Louisiana roots. That's awesome. Well, you know. um, well, but but my, when my dad came to, came to America, he couldn't speak English. He had nothing. He had $100 in his underwear, and he got a job washing dishes, making 50 cents an hour. Wow. Um, and, you know, my dad was not a believer at the time. Um, he, he, you know told me when he was in, in jail in Cuba that his thought then is he said, look, I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. It doesn't matter if I live or die. Um, and he, he lived a pretty hard life and he partied. And uh, when I was a little kid, he and my mom, they were in the oil and gas business. And, and when I was three years old, my dad left my mom, left us. And, and we were up in Calgary. He came back to Texas, to Houston, and he was out partying and drinking and decided he didn't want to be a dad anymore. And a friend of his, a colleague in the oil and gas business, invited him to Clay Road Baptist Church. 
and, and he became a Christian wow. and, and it turned his life around. And he went and bought an airplane ticket and flew back to get my mom and me. And it's why I was raised in a home with, with a dad and a mom is, is because uh, my father became a Christian and my mom, um, not too long after that, became a Christian as well. And so for me, I mean, I've seen the redeeming power of salvation in my own family. And, and today, as you know, my dad is a pastor. Yep. He's 81 and uh, travels the country really preaching in particular. He's got a ministry to other pastors trying to encourage pastors to, to speak out and engage on the issues that matter and, and, and don't hide behind the pulpit as, as, as too many pastors do. Well, yeah. that story, Al, uh, amazingly, George Washington, the first president of these United States, you do well to wish to learn our arts and ways of life, and above all, the religion of Jesus Christ, which Cruz's dad found, these will make you a greater and happier people than you are. This is really going to help you, right. the teachings about Jesus Christ. And there's an example of it right there. Right, yeah, we I, have a U.S. senator who I hope, after Trump wins, I hope he does win. I think he will after he wins. And we do get uh, Amy on the Supreme Court. Right. I hope old Cruz will just slide right in there behind Trump. <laughs> And we'll rock on. <laughs> that would Cruz, be nice. if you decide to run after the next four years, you'll be uh, older than you are now. I'll be, I'd be hitting that 80 mark right along in there somewhere. But I'd like to see old Cruz end up at the helm. Well, obviously, we, we respect you so much and the stand you've always taken. And I, I had no idea that story about your dad. So our stories really mirror, do mirror. Really you, do. Yeah. Because dad, the same thing, he was converted mm-hmm. later. And Jason and I were in a non-Christian home early. Mm-hmm. And then obviously it turned our life around and yours. I, I tell you yep. this, uh, Senator Cruz, I was, um, the night you won Iowa at the beginning, back in 16, you mentioned dad in your acceptance speech. And it was late, you know, I think maybe 11 o'clock at night. And so I was just sitting there listening to your speech. And I mean, I just got so emotional. I was just, I mean, I hadn't wept over many things. I was just weeping because I I thought, looking at you in that point, of course, at that point, we thought you were going to win. You know, things changed. But in that moment, when you mentioned Dad, I just thought it overwhelmed me because I thought that your humble beginnings, our humble beginnings, and yet here we were talking about influencing a presidential election. Like people, uh, you know, what I call salt-of-the-earth people, running for the yep. presidency of the United States. And then dad, you're mentioning him that he's trying to help you get there. And so it just really was a, a reminder to me how important it is for all of our audience to be a part of this process, to, to register to vote, to be engaged, because we've got some, quite frankly, some lunatics I think running around was, on yes. the other side. Yeah, I think it was uh, John Adams after he looked at the constitution from James Madison. I think it was Adams who said this constitution was written for a religious and moral yep. people, yep. it is wholly inadequate for any other. Well, we're living in the days of the any others. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they've stepped up here, and it's a scary thing to me and a sad thing more than it is anything else. It's scary and it's sad. I've got to where I don't call them left-wingers. I just think the soldiers of Satan have lined up against the soldiers of Christ, and we are butting heads right now. 
And I pray that God will be with us and deliver us from this scourge that's upon us. So we appreciate what you're doing, Cruz. We really do. Well, well, thank you. And, and a word of encouragement. Truth will prevail. It doesn't necessarily prevail in every skirmish and every battle, but, but over the long term. And, and actually, the difference that, that, that your family makes, uh, speaking out, um, being, being happily, unapologetically Christian, being believers, preaching the gospel, um, is, is powerful. And, and, and it's the media doesn't want anyone to see it. The left doesn't want anyone to see it. We're not supposed to exist. We're not supposed to believe what we believe. And one of the things they don't get also because all of us are fallen people, you know, everything they accuse of, us of is in fact what they're doing, which, right. which is being judgmental, uh, condemning people, hating people, Canceling being intolerant. People. Uh, you you know, way, all of us have. Yeah. By the way, we are converting more people right now at this time frame. Would y'all agree? Than we ever have. That's right. Yeah. A lot of people. Something are out there, Cruz, because they're coming many miles, and we're baptizing them like they did in the old Book of Acts, you know. But they just keep coming from all the states in the United States to, and we're, all we're doing is pointing them to Jesus. Something's going on out there. Al, would you agree? I would agree, and uh, we're all a part of the process. We know you're a busy man. You got things to do. Tell us again. Tell us about your podcast quickly. Uh, so our audience could check that out because uh, I've, I've listened to one. And it's really, really good. So we've got a podcast. It's called Verdict with Ted Cruz. And, and it we launched it during the impeachment trial. Right. And it, it went from non-existent to it actually skyrocketed and became the top podcast in the world during the impeachment trial. Right. And so we do it every week. And, and as you guys know, the podcast format is great because you can actually get into something and right. talk about it, not in a little, you know, 30 second soundbite, but yeah. actually talk about a topic that matters. Yeah. And then the book, uh, you know, you, you, you guys were joking about writing it a couple of days. I actually wrote it this spring and summer. So, so before I was in the Senate, what, what I did for a living was argue cases in front of the Supreme court. And so this has really been fighting for the constitution and bill of rights has been my, my life passion. And, and I wrote it because so many of our rights, free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment, look, the Heller case, uh, I represented Texas and 30 other states defending the Second Amendment. There are four justices on the Supreme Court who voted to essentially erase the Second Amendment from the Bill of Rights, to conclude that no American has any individual right at all under the Bill of Rights to, to keep and bear arms. And Joe Biden has said if he gets to appoint justices, he will appoint justices who will provide the fifth vote to erase the Second Amendment from the Bill of Rights. And so what I would encourage the folks listening, the book is one vote away, one vote away. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. You can get it at the website, onevoteaway.com. And, and it tells the inside story of what's going on in these cases who the justices are, why they're voting the way they are, who the litigants are. And, and you don't have to be a lawyer. You don't, you don't have to, if you care about free speech or religious liberty or the Bill of Rights, this book explains how many of our liberties are really hanging in the balance. Yeah. Well, awesome. Senator Cruz, we really appreciate having you. And I tell you, not many people have the credentials to be a senator, 
to be a president or to be a Supreme Court justice, and you have them all. And I think that says a lot about you. you. So thank you for being on Unashamed. We're behind you 100%. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, and, 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 and keep speaking the truth. Hey, thank thanks. You, sir. Yes, sir. So you're happy with your cell phone plan right now and your carrier? Cell phone free zone. <laughs> so Phil Phil has a cell phone free zone, so he's he's yeah. perfectly happy with his carrier. I don't know how many are out there, but everyone I ask to the person 100% when I say I don't have a cell phone, I never clicked onto the computer, what am I missing? Yeah. Every one of them say. They say nothing? You're missing nothing. Well, for the for the well, I have to have a cell phone, or I wouldn't be able to operate the business. But yeah. uh, and you wouldn't be able to trade your stocks, right? Well, you, they wouldn't you be hearing what we're phone. saying right now. Yeah. That's true. So in modern society, Phil, the cell phone is here, and it's yeah. going to stay. I'm not fighting it. I'm just yeah. deciding. Yeah. Not so to if you're it. but if you're gonna if you're going to get a cell phone, you might as yeah. well go ahead and go to patriotmobile.com slash phil. That's patriotmobile.com slash phil, and get a free activation. Uh, plus a special gift with our offer code, and our offer code is Phil. Um, or you can call uh, the U.S.-based customer service team. Um, well, that's nice, a U.S.-based customer service team. Yeah. And, and yeah. This is, this I don't is, have one, but, but I, I don't it, care. I'm happy for you if you yeah, do have one. This is for your imagination. Imagine if you had a phone. This group, they're going to take the money that you give them for the phone, and they're going to send it to things that you would enjoy but knowing no one can contact me is a blessing yeah maybe it's all in your brain this is a just imagine just imagine this yeah so if you want to if you want to call the the uh u.s based customer service team uh that's a 972 patriot 972 patriot or again you could go to patriotmobile.com slash bill So that was uh, that was really interesting. Uh, yeah, you know we've never had a sitting senator. I don't think in the duck blind or on the podcast. Can you remember one? I don't have a great memory, now. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, it, it was like I told him. It just and we you know, we talked about this a few podcasts ago. Some of these things that we've been able to do. Obviously, because of the show, but but we all believe God sort of built this destiny for us to be doing what we're doing now and impacting oh, yeah. people. It's just, it, but there, I still find myself kind of just in a pinch me mode that you know, a guy like Cruz, who I really really respect, super smart and and and, and a good person, you know, is a city senator that really could be. I mean, you and I support him for president. And of course, then we got behind Trump. Dace and Willie were more Trump guys early yeah, on. Yeah. But, you know, it didn't matter. Like, whoever was going well, against Hillary Clinton w- was going to be – I don't care who it was. I was right. going to be a boy. And, I mean, I didn't, I didn't say you – because he came to my you know, house. you know the Trump boys. Well, right. I knew more, them so, before. Right. And so – because when, when Senator Cruz came to my – you know, what's weird about this is Phil had endorsed him and invited him to come, and so he did. But – Phil and Kay invited him to come to my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I'm voting for the Trumps. So you're putting me in it. And Phil, oh, I'd be like, just long. You know, then it was like, I wonder, why did it wind up at your house? Because, well, well, just lo- it was. Oh, because it was in town or whatever. It was a logistic thing. I got you, that, I that got was, you. They just thought, okay, we need a house. Uh, Jace, we're coming over there, you know. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Which was weird because then when 
Trump Jr. got wind of it, he was like sending me a text, hey, what's up with all this cruise stuff? <laughs> Which then led him to come down. Yeah, he came know? down and hunted. But, but you know, that night we cooked, uh, we cooked steaks. They were a little bit late getting there. We cooked steaks, I remember. Mm. And then, but when he got there, we were just kind of sitting around your living room talking. But then, like, they were hungry, so it was getting ready to eat. So we were going to pray, you know, for the food. But then we, like, surrounded him and laid hands on him and prayed for him. You know, yeah, just was, even to moving. go through the process. Yeah. I mean, that was a, but I thought about that, even whether you support somebody or not. I mean, isn't that what you want to do is ask God into the situation? Because I'm telling you something, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know why anybody would run for president or anything else. And, and look, we need them, but I'm saying they have made it so difficult on these people the way they tr- they treat it. I mean, well, like, it's just we're, we're a divided country right now. Well, it's they're exactly like, right. they're coming with everything they got. I mean, we, we gripe and complain about some of the persecution we've got. Right. That's nothing. Can you imagine President Trump? What I mean, it is literally there are oh. tens of thousands of people who wake up every morning. Oh, there's millions. And, and, there's more tens of thousands. Well, I just mean they've made it. The, all they do is just attack. That's, attack there's attack, millions that attack. way. And, and then every day, that if I had to face that, which hats off to President Trump. I yeah. mean, when he walks into that media room, you talk. We talked about snakes, you know, on the last uh, podcast. You talk about a, a nest of vipers. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- those people—they hate him too, you know. And and it's just constant vitriol. There were broods of vipers <laughs> uh, in the first century, according That's to right. John the Baptist and Jesus. Yeah. Jesus normally wouldn't call human beings a brood of vipers, snakes. That's right. But he did when he got to the. Irreligious and the ones who would and, and you eventually know, strung him up. You know what his biggest issue was with them? They were hypocrites. Yep. Because he kept saying that over and over, you hypocrites, you hypocrites. And that's what I see today with sort of the left side thinking is they're such hypocrites. I mean, yep. like they'll they'll tell you one thing, you've got to do this, and turn right around and do it themselves, and it's yeah. no big deal. Yeah, that's why I asked him that question when I said, isn't it? Isn't it unconstitutional to act? Because that's the one thing yeah. I know, because the religious people of faith, I had run across that somewhere, to ask, because here's this woman who's been nominated, who is vocal, I mean, or not ashamed of her faith. But, and that's not really, you know, what she's there for, but I know how the left is going to work it. Right. That's what they're going to attack. Which is unconstitutional, right? So when you but you when remember. you quit, but but to get the hypocritical part of it, so just think about what they're doing. They're attacking her in an unconstitutional way in the process of her of determining whether she is going to uphold the Constitution, <laughs> That's right. which they are actually <laughs> violating. Violating. That's why the battle doesn't stop when the Constitution is introduced because they don't believe in the Constitution. The general principles on which the fathers achieved independence, the general principles on which the founders, the fathers, achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. That's what they don't like. Therefore, it is spiritual warfare. It's spiritual warfare. What What they're saying is, because they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. That's them. There they are. 
God gave them over to a depraved mind to do not to do what ought not to be done. They are filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. You're quoting Romans one. Romans one. They are full, full of murder. Yep. Envy. You say envy. Why would envy be right beside murder? Envious of what? You have it. I don't. I want it. You got it, and I'm mad about it. That's the whole That's right. setup. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm I'm as far into politics as I'm going to go. I'm just simply saying, let's see. Amy Barrett is what a woman of faith. I'm like, yep. She's your woman. She's fine. Th- they're all saying no, but, but regardless of what the Constitution no. says. Right. It's not just that. She she has seven kids. Two of them are adopted from, from Haiti. Haiti. And, you know, my wife runs a— What uh, an act help. of kindness. Well, I, I was just going to say she helps a—what uh, uh, is it? Like a— Adoption a or- center or orphanage? Well, orfa- orphanage it, right across the border from Haiti in the Dominican Republic. But some of the Haitian orphans mm-hmm. come there. Yeah, I've but seen she's it. like, they're really oppressed people. Even from like the Dominican culture yeah. to the, to the Haitians, that's right. They don't like them. Oh, they don't like them, and because their skin is darker, right. basically. Uh, 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 here, you know, that's just the truth. Oh yeah, and so everybody's here, poor, but and they're the, I'm like, they're the tolerant ones. And I'm like, now here's this woman who has seven kids, who who ha- and two of them are adopted from Haiti. Yep. So I know you can already weed out any kind of racist bias whatever word that they've inv- invented that they'll probably attack her on oh not probably it's already happened well, well yeah. here was the here was the thing i saw an article uh, a uh, opinion piece look how shameful the president and barrett are doing by parading out their rainbow and you know special needs kids just just for politics so like well, because and, her and kids she, are there they're saying they're making it a negative well, right. You know, but they she, did the same thing with us, right? Because we're, you know, our family is the United Nations That's through right. adoption, and <laughs> and right. then they're like, I cannot believe that they are actually defending themselves by showing off their adopted African American children. <laughs> I'm like, no, we weren't. That was that happened before this country. <laughs> the word I got is <laughs> the word I got from Jephthah and his wife, Miss Kay, said they've adopted a baby. I said, well, good night, great. She didn't go into any details. She said they adopted a baby. Yeah. So nobody so talked about, about color. color so you have another grandson. Yeah. Well, I go up there about a week later. I roll in there, you know. I said, you know, somebody says, show him the baby. Well, he comes out and he's a soul brother. I said, <laughs> I said, well, good night. I said, I didn't know. They didn't say we adopted a baby. Yeah. And guess what? He's black. No. They just say you adopted a baby. But to me, well, that's my Would grandson. Would it have mattered if they had told you that? No. No. Of course not, because you don't notice They didn't that. have to differentiate. It was a baby for crying but, out loud. By the way, without religion and about where we are in the United States, we're heading in that direction. This world would be something not fit to be mentioned in polite company. I mean, hell. <laughs> John Adams, the second president. Without religion, this world would be something not fit to be mentioned in polite company. I mean, hell. So I'm like, old John Adams, he had a way with words, but that's a pretty good statement. Well, that's where we are. If he looked at us right now, 244 years later, Al, 
John Adams would shake his head and say, what in the world have y'all done to our republic? It is true. Let's it's take, pathetic to watch. Let's take a break. It's like old uh, Franklin said. He said, it's a great republic if, if you can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because they knew. They were yep. like, it's going to yep. be rough. But I was going to finish my thought. You know, she she also has a child that's the nominee that has Down syndrome. Yep. And here she has seven kids, two adopted, one with special needs. She's worked her way, obviously, up from a career standpoint, has been successful. Highest, highest and, position in the land for what she they, does. When they first interviewed her, because some of the people were attacking, well, you know, they got like she's the whooped woman or, you know, I saw the article about oh, yeah. that. But she said that about her husband. She's like, well, how does your husband feel? And, and she said something that I say a lot to my wife. And I'm proud of it, but he, she said, well, he wakes up most mornings and says, how can I help you today? Because, you know, you're juggling seven kids, one with special needs, two adopted. And, and you're on and, the appellate court, yeah. you know. It's not I like came it. out of a family of seven kids, and trust me, it was pretty hectic. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she said, well, you know, for years I would say nothing most of the time. She's like, but now I've actually been saying, well, I'm glad you asked. Because <laughs> with everything going on, but I'm saying everything about her character and her personality, it just flies in the face of what they're trying to find something They're attacking a woman that John Adams said the Christian religion is above all the religions that ever prevailed or existed in ancient or modern times, the religion of wisdom, virtue, Amy Barrett, Amy Barrett, equity, Amy Barrett, and humanity. She's that kind of woman that John Adams was speaking of, and look what they're doing to her. So it finally gets down to, look what they did to Jesus, boys. Yep. Look yep. what they did to him, and he never made a mistake. And uh, and she's from Louisiana, uh, which is a plus. Well, we're biased on that. We're Kudos. very biased on that. That's a plus. I, I wonder if there's ever been a, a Supreme Court justice from Louisiana. I have to research it's that. It's a good question. I have to research that. So one of the things that, that I'm not looking forward to in the confirmation, which will start in a couple of weeks, because um, it's already started. There's a bunch of Democrats that won't even meet with her, but they were quick to say, but we will question her. And it'll, it's going to be so hard. In fact, I, I have to watch it because you just I have to. But You can it, tell me about it. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. But it, but the, the grandstanding, I mean, we saw this with Kavanaugh. They're going to have a lot harder time pinning on her what they tried on him. Very much so. But when it comes oh. to evil people, they'll they'll invent ways, trust me. Well, yep. What's to keep them from just stalling till the forty-four days? Because right? they're not in charge. See the Senate. But I mean, what if they just never? So you're saying so what, at some point they're just going to say the questions are over, right? You're out of so your the, when the time. the person in charge of the Judiciary Committee, which is Lindsey Graham, he sets the rules for how this is going to go. Oh, so they God. they don't have a choice. I mean, they're going to cry. That was the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering. I mean, because they keep saying that about well, they're going to be trying this, that, and the other, but ultimately they don't run the show here. You know, the, the well, question, we are the majority. The right. question right. would be, how in the world did a guy? And I've quoted John Adams here about three or four times. George Washington. Daniel Webster, those guys, two of them, George Washington, the first president, I think Adams was number two. He said, I've examined all all religions, and the result is that the Bible is the best book in the world. You say, 
and they elected him as president of the United States. <laughs> That's how far down we've dumbed it down to now it's become a litmus test on whether he need be a Supreme Court justice. If you believe the Bible is true, which John Adams says, it's the best book in the world. That's right. What yeah. a statement. Now, and, that, that's and, a statement I can get behind. A <laughs> and look, and they elected him. But right. now it's a test. You can't be religious anymore because then they'll say they're like us. Right. Bunch of redneck hayseeds. They don't have enough sense to pour pee out of a boot. So <laughs> but what you know what's world? interesting about that? Are they that? talking about yeah. politics for? We're just looking for godly men and but women again, to back, get in there. Back yeah. to the hypocrisy of it. They, huh. they always accuse Trump of not being a godly. Like, how do you evangelicals vote for Trump? He was a heathen. And then they go into how he's not religious and he doesn't, you know, and all this stuff. So, I mean, uh, there's no way to win. Wisdom is proved right by our actions is all I can Exactly they keep right. fooling around, and I'll volunteer, and I'll run just to see if I can get it. But I, I can, well, the, I can see it now. If I run, boys, you talking about some static? I think the two, <laughs> more, the two most shocking events of the interview were that uh, Senator Cruz grew him a little beard for the for the interview. I he guess. Did. No, he's had the he's had the beard about two years. And no, whiskers know, coming out of his face. The whiskers are coming out. It was I'm a joke. You, Jace, it's catching it's, on. It, it was a joke because he wrote his book in three days and he grew a beard in ten minutes <laughs> to be on our show. I That's like a life where you never have to shave. Well, I do too. And the second thing, I uh, think Cruz. I think it gave him some attitude. He'll never shave that beard off because ever since he's had the beard. That's what Greg Upfell said. He said he's like a cruise missile now. Because, I mean, like, he's been on a roll. Well, embarrassingly, know? I didn't even know when y'all said he was going to be on. I was like, oh, is he still in politics? No, Jay said, he's not even in politics. Why are we having to? Yeah. I was I like, what are we doing talk- talking to him? <laughs> I thought I heard that somewhere. I was but... like, Jay, he's, he's going to be on the Judiciary <laughs> Committee. He's the point man. <laughs> Jay's like, right, is he still a deal? You know, I'm, like- <laughs> I'm representing our listeners who kind of keep politics. Yeah, out of all business. 12 of you out there that don't know what day it is, you know, Jace is your leader. Well, what the other thing I was shocked is when I asked him the question, which y'all like my question. I asked it was him, a great question. It Phil interrupted and read. <laughs> I didn't know Phil carried around the actual Constitution of the United States. I mean, literally, Jace, was I'm in- carrying weapons that you never heard of. So <laughs> he just pulls it out of his pocket, like, you know, here, I'll tell you what the Constitution. Well, I was thinking, well, where, you know why? Because where did you I said, get who are we going to talk to when you said Ted Cruz? I said, where's that book on the Constitution, Miss Kay? Well, where did you get it? That's huh? I was curious on how you come. Miss, up. I have a lot of them, but Miss Kay gave me that one. She said, I tell you where. He's got it a is. stack of. She's a hoarder, so she knows where everything is. She goes looking through all them boxes and books, <laughs> and she comes up with this. I said, I will carry that to the meeting because I'm going to need that with a constitutional <laughs> yeah. scholar. Oh, uh, what's the old guy that uh, Dershowitz? Dershowitz said he's the best number one student he ever, he ever had, had at Harvard. Well, old Dershowitz pretty sharp. I yeah. said uh, he's left wing about half the time, but I mean, well, hey, he's more of a libertarian. Actually. Yeah, what's yeah. disturbing is I you like said him. what's that guy's name, and you said Dershowitz, and. How did you? I've never even heard of him. <laughs> well, again, I stay informed on what's going on. But I, but Phil said, "What's that guy's name?" <laughs> well, it's I like, knew where he was going. I oh, knew he was like oh, you've heard that. Before. Yeah, I've heard him say that before. So I knew he was going down that road. Oh, he's he's a smart guy. Oh, I was yeah. trying to get in, but I knew we had more pressing matters. But from a funny side, is when we took him hunting. You know, it was one of the best hunts. That we've had oh. in ten oh, years. We, we oh, we yeah. killed a lot of ducks. I mean, they day. kept me from breaking the law because they had all their little <laughs> film crew there, and 
He was there. Yeah, it wouldn't have been good. We're endorsing their president, then we shoot too many ducks oh, with look, him in the black. The first thing that happens, <laughs> y'all know how I am about pintails. I go crazy because oh, yeah. we don't get pintails. That's right. And it's like two minutes till legal, and they're like have lights on, and they're like you know trying to his crew because oh, they're yeah. they're trying to film the hunt. I was, I like, was trying to trying to help his feelings, you know, you know, yeah. boom, pow, boom. A shot went out there about sixty. He just folded. I said, "Good shot, Cruz." He said, "I didn't shoot." <laughs> yeah, that's. I what knew I... right then he was an honest man. Could have been Cy. He said, "You better believe it was a good shot." That's, uh, a... that's the story I was getting to because <laughs> Phil, when he did that, I was like. I mean, because I've done the same thing. Because he was trying to make him feel better. Right. He's like, no, I didn't shoot, Phil. But we had six pintails come in two minutes before legal. Just like, this is one of the most beautiful things I've I ever mean, seen. Right with in. all this circus going on. <laughs> and lit on the water. And I was Which like, hardly ever happens. I'm so glad they're here. <laughs> because that would have put me in a situation. I'm not going to break the law while there's a senator in the blind. <laughs> Who is running a constitutional for scholar. <laughs> yeah. Running for president. But right now, in this moment, I'm thinking, what if they weren't here? By the way, though, think about it, Al. <laughs> he just reinforced what I've heard. I've never been to inside the Supreme Court. But he pretty well, what did he say, 40 43 different them places. The Ten Commandments the are hanging there. Yeah, or and the Sixth Commandment says, do not murder. It is interesting that you get a woman in there. She's not for abortion. Right. She's not for murdering children. Do not murder is the Sixth Commandment. That's why I've often said there's a big difference between the Supreme Court and the Supreme Being. But if what the Supreme Being said is hanging over your head, right. You should at least look up every once in a while and say, number six, do not murder. There's a child inside a mother's womb, and they say, well, you kill them. It's, it's not murder. Oh, it's murder. So uh, let's take a break, and then I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this in our last segment for this. You because, can be forgiven of it, girls. You know, Don't it's, it's uh, uh, two things that you're hearing about a lot in the idea of, obviously, why Trump, by the way, constitutionally, by appointing her, and nominating her, and then by the Senate now doing that. All these are constitutional. The Democrats are just screaming and pitching a fit, but this is all constitutionally correct, what they're doing. And here's a couple of important reasons why, I think. One is because more than likely this election is going to be, you know, a, a melee, a mess. I mean, it's, the country's very divided. We've already got this stuff set up about the mail-in votes. This thing's going to be like 2,000 probably. Remember, with it was Bush and Gore, the Supreme Court had to decide who won the election. They're the ultimate deciders. I'm thinking landslide for Trump. That's because, what I'm hoping for. Because, landslide? Because I'm just still have enough hope that out in middle America, yeah. these guys that work like us, you know, they call us all these names. I'm just saying, I just think that Trump calls it the hidden majority. Yeah. The hidden yeah. ones. Yeah. I just think in this case, any thinking person who says there's a lot on the line here, yeah. right. I better make sure the son of John Adams in the chain. This is the sixth president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen, in the chain of human events, the birthday of the nation, the United States is indissolubly. It's, it's all one thing. Linked with the birthday of the Savior 20, 20 years ago, 2020 years ago. The Declaration of Independence, listen to this, 
laid the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity. That's where we came from. It's our roots. It's our bedrock. And to take a woman like Amy Barrett, that's a nominee for the Supreme Court, and to rail against her because of her faith, Surely America is not so far gone as they look at that and say, what in the world are we doing? We need to go vote and get this bunch behind us. That's right. So, so are you going to have way more of the same? You think the rioting and looting is up now instead of 10,000? Well, they're going to do that anyway. They're going to come out with 100,000. Yeah. You just got to meet them head on with brute force. But I read somewhere, you know, it's until not, you get control it, of it. I think you're right. I think it comes down to voter turnout because every election, the people who are registered to vote who didn't vote, if they would have voted for any one of us, we'd have won. That's right. That's right. There's more people. That's right. Who choose not to vote? This hundred and twenty million or crazy. whatever that does not vote out of the whole pack, more than that, it's hundred and seventy-five million. Right. There's about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, I read somewhere where there were somebody's estimated that there were 15 million Christians that still haven't registered to vote. What and are they like, thinking? And we got to get on this, folks. So, I mean, if anybody in our audience, if unashamed, if you are not registered to vote, go register. Obviously, we want you to vote for well, Trump. Well, Trump was a sinful man. I'm like, well, so are all of y'all. That's right. We all are. And me. We're all but sinful this Supreme men. Court issue was a big deal in 16. It's a big deal this year, even if she goes in before but especially if it goes to after, because what, another problem is if you get to a couple of Republican seats in the Senate flipped over, if they haven't already you know, appointed her, then we're going to have a problem. And then you're going to have the votes. Right now, they've got just what they need, so it's another important reason. I want to talk a little bit about the abortion factor. We, we mentioned abortion in the last podcast because everybody, I think everybody keeps hoping that if you get enough constitutionalists in there that they may be able to set aside Roe v. Wade. But I do want to tell the audience, even if that happens, I mean, that's made it legal for people to have abortions. But what's happened is a bunch of states have now have in their constitution, New York most famously recently, where even if Roe v. Wade is set aside, you'll still be able to, in New York State, they'll still the abortion will be legal. Because the state constitutions have said mm-hmm. so, of several of those, these, and it's the typical. But at least slow it down. No, I agree. I'm saying we all want that. But in Louisiana this year, so I know we got a, a lot of Louisiana listeners. So there's a constitutional amendment, Amendment One, that basically says in the Louisiana state constitution, it will never be legal to have an abortion here. Now, right now, because the feds fed say you can. That's the way it ought to be nationwide. But, it, but if Roe v. Wade gets set aside, the only way Louisiana can hold their guns is as our state constitution says, no abortion. So mm-hmm. vote vote yes on, on Amendment 1 if you live in Louisiana. And that's another reason we need those votes. You think you get that amendment in there. And I, I think we will. I mean, our, our governor is a Democrat, but he's pro-life. Yep. And uh, he signed the heartbeat bill, which was, I think, he couldn't have been governor if he. I don't think so. Been pro death. He was pro. He was pro life, and he's pro Second Amendment. Which in Louisiana, you know, I mean, we're mostly a Republican state, but he won based on. And he's a military vet. He went to West Point. Uh, We've met him. He's a he's a good guy. I mean, there's things I disagree with him, obviously, on the on the Democrat side. But I I didn't vote for him. But I'm not anti. And he's, I think he's done a decent job through the coronavirus and all that. But so I think it's important those issues about voting, which is one of the reasons why that we, you know, had Senator Cruz on today. I think it's important 
Yeah, I'll, I've always functioned as an independent, even though I'm registered Republican. I'm like, if somebody, if I feel like godly issues are going to be more, you know, from one candidate to another, I could really care less what the word is beside his name as right. far as Republican and Democrat. It's just usually the Republicans are more in line with godly principles. That's how I vote. Typically, that's right. And I, I always respect, you know, Dad asked Governor Edwards, uh, we had breakfast with him uh, in Miss case, and you asked him, and, I, and I'd already told his people, I said, now look, that's going to say, why are you a Democrat? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, so I was like. Just wondering. <laughs> I said, if that's going to offend him, we probably don't need to get together because Dad's yeah. going to ask him. And sure enough, at some point in the breakfast, you asked him, and I thought his answer was pretty good. He said, well, Phil, he said, obviously you and I agree on a lot of things, and I agree with the Republicans on a lot of issues. He said, but what I'm seeing being done to my party, the party that I grew up a Democrat, my dad was a Democrat, he said, it, it so pains me that I don't want to get out, just leave it, become a Republican. I want to change it from the inside where people have some common sense. And you know, and then he goes into the things he agrees with us about. And I thought that was you know, a, yeah. a pretty good answer. He, he's like, if, if well, guys like me leave – then the left wing takes the party, and right. we see where that goes. Well, I've tried they're to, about there. Yeah, well, I've tried there. to distance myself from there's a lot of people out there, especially in the political world, which is what I don't like about politics. No matter what comes out, they don't even, they're not open to anything. Yeah. It's whatever comes out, whatever news, they say, well, how do we spin this right. for our side? Correct. I'm, I'm, I do what the verse says, where it says, seek first the kingdom of God. I seek first the kingdom in all matters, yep. Yep. politics or yeah, we should. whatever. And so I'm open to anything that is said. I don't care what affiliation you're with. But if I go down the road and it's putting the kingdom of God last, well, I'm I'm out. Although it sounds bad, but uh, our governor is what they call a blue dog Democrat. Blue dog Democrat. They got right. no idea dog. what that means. Well, blue dog is a derogatory term. Oh, is it? He's a, he's a Democrat, but he's a blue dog because he embraces some Republican principles, of right. which one oh. is don't kill your babies. That's exactly yeah. right. And, and made and him a blue used, dog. There used to be a lot of blue dogs. There's a lot less now. I, I got a dog well, named I've learned blue. A lot. I've learned a lot <laughs> you today. You have a blue dog. Yeah, you yeah. actually have a dog named Blue. <laughs> named Blue. That is really <laughs> ironic. All right, yeah. so we're out of time. Let me mention his book again, One Vote Away. And he never said this part, but I thought this was great. It said the subtitle was How a Single Supreme Court Seat Can Change History. And, boy, that was a heck of a statement. And you talk about a timely book. And I, I want to mention our book, Dad's book, uh, Jesus Politics. It's now out on an uh, MP3 audio as well as a disc. So you guys that like to uh, listen to them instead of read them, we got that available. So check it out, Amazon.com. Be sure and give us some good reviews as well. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.